Hello and welcome to Dam, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. My name is Doug, and these are my acute mental neuroses. Let's just jump right in to the list you cannot see. And when I say that, I'm of course going to skip the first thing you can't see, because it should be closer to the middle or at the end. Fear, fire of doing. I talked about this uh, a little bit, uh, that I'm trying to get back on track with fear and Kathy Hammond, and I've been having kind of a rough time doing that. But I managed to knock out two fear illustrations in one week. Yeah, you heard that right. So I'm getting massively back on track. I don't think we're going to launch fear agents until the illustrations are probably almost done, which is looking like a late fall uh, launch, maybe very early winter. But I'm hoping before the end of the year. So, um, but very exciting. I showed Deb the, uh, the specs for um, the last two I did, and she really, really liked them minor tweaks here and there, so, and uh, the next one I'm excited for because it's um, going to be, uh, uh, I'm going to try out some new digital effects that I've never used before, so it's going to be a lot of fun, um, but yeah, Fire of Doing, been getting a bunch of stuff done, firing off emails, been dealing with that fucking Google headache, yeah, Google headache part two, that's what the note says, so I talked last week about how when Google launched their podcast app, it kind of just shot a bunch of podcasters in the dick. Now, basically what happened was that when they launched their podcast app in June, um, it pretty much stopped picking up any of the, like, the way iTunes will um, throw out an algorithm and catch and update, you know, when people update their RSSs for podcasts through Libsyn or their own stuff, or we use podcast.com. And, uh, you know, iTunes will update itself uh, periodically. Well, um, basically, when they launched the, the podcast thing with, with Google, they didn't take into account all the podcasts that were already hosted or submitted to Google Music, Google Live, whatever Google fucking calls it. So we've had to resubmit all of our shows, which, yeah, sucks, but it is what it is, and I've already sent all the verification emails, and we're just awaiting approval, and... I'll be checking on that later today, and I'll probably update you guys next week about that, because um, everything should be live on the Google Podcast app by next week, except for probably, of course, our flagship show, our main show, No Applause, Just the Clap, because apparently it's a duplicate RSS, and I had to email them and say, yes, I am the verified owner of this. If there's a duplicate RSS, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get it resubmitted under us. Um, I think bottom line is... There was probably an issue with what email was used to verify it, whether it was my personal email or my business email, and that's why there's a duplicate feed. So hopefully that gets sorted out. I emailed them on Sunday, so and it's as of recording Tuesday. I should hear back from by the end of the week, uh, which should be about the time all the other shows are approved and should be updated. I need to text Lizzie and see if Dan has been updating, because that's what we've kind of been using as a like our test host, other things I've been uh, not necessarily working on, but I had tried writing a novel two years ago um, for NaNoWriMo, which is National uh, Novel Writing Month, which is in November, and the whole challenge is to write a novel in a month. I had kind of stalled out on this uh, one, this, uh, for all intents and purposes, it was called The John Goodwitch Files, and I, I kind of got stuck on like the second, I guess, chapter, you call it, it's a series of short stories that eventually have an overarching um, connection to them, a through line, and uh, I, I had this dream like a couple of days ago 
um, that kind of filled in a blank on the character's origin that would, and it would, the thing would get paid off, like, in, the, like, the, like, eighth chapter, um, out of, like, the twelfth, you know, story, and it got me so excited to return to John Goodwitch, so I'm really trying hard to, I kind of lost his voice in my head there for a while, and I talked about that on, on no, um, on, on Mr. Right podcast, but, uh, I'm so excited, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reread all the stuff I had for John Goodwitch and try to get his, his, um, voice back in my head, because it's a, it's a super cool character with a great, you know, high concept pitch of being a, a, a supernatural thing of science, I would say, without getting into too much specifics, but um, then I'm super excited to be returning to John Goodwitch uh, in November, which um, I haven't done that on Rymo. Uh, I didn't do it last year, so I'm excited to do it this year. I usually I took off time um, to work on that, and I, would, I wouldn't do um, variant covers, um, so I probably won't work. I'm going to try to have Fear Agents, the, the illustrations, done um, by November, hopefully. I mean, it's, you know, only a couple months away, so we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to get back into some hardcore writing, not just doing uh, Black Falls and Kathy Hammond and, you know, a few stray short pieces for Mr. Wright. Um, but really looking forward to, like, getting into some really meaty uh, writing again. And speaking of doing creative stuff... Um, I've been picking up some freelance gigs. Um, I designed a logo for a upcoming YouTube channel. Um, I'm in the midst of um, putting together a possible. I've got a lead on working on uh, developing a, a website for this company that does um, like construction uh, cost and labor software, which sounds really boring. But you know, I'm gonna try to make it as as you know slick as I can, and I need to talk to the owner about a few. Minor things, um, including pay, um, but just a tiny little tweaks to the specs, and then um, you know, I will probably start working together on that. And then I've got uh, someone who I've come across that's launching a um, clothing company, I guess you'd call it, and uh, really wanted me to um, start looking at helping him with like, you know, building a small business, designing the e-commerce page, um, working on a logo, um, stuff like that. Um, and I'm, you know, of course I'm, I told him I'd help him consult a little bit in terms of, you know, getting copyrights and stuff like that, because we had to do that as a, a startup, a business that, you know, the BACN is. So he's kind of, you know, picking my brain and, and, uh, I'm really excited because, um, there's some very, one, it's a highly creative endeavor. Two, uh, it's a great opportunity to to make some extra money uh, or to be part of uh, another startup. So I'm busy at work on that. And, of course, he could, you know, use use my knowledge. I mean, I know the pitfalls of starting a company. And I know the fun of it, too. Uh, lastly, uh, I want to get into this. Um, and I kind of was was with talking it up about this on this week's No Applause, Just a Clap, and we didn't really super get into it, but I just want to talk about kind of the the dark side of this political, overly politically correct and the, and the Me Too movement. And I'm not saying that I'm siding with the abusers. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm saying that sometimes these things cheapen the movement themselves. And I'm, I'm referring to two very specific um, cases. One with, with Chris Hardwick and Chloe Dykstra, where she kind of used that movement to vindictively lash out at someone she thought had wronged her, or maybe she was acting out of 
something that you know the be that his best revenge was living well, and she resented him for that. I I don't know a hundred percent what was going on there, but using that cause to break down an innocent person, and he's been cleared of everything um, through independent investigation, uh, both from himself and from um, companies he works for, Lionsgate, EMC, NBC, uh, Universal, and. It's just, it's, you know, I made a joke, you know, a month ago about how, oh, maybe I shouldn't be joking about wanting to be the next Hardwick when that happens. And, you know, I don't, because that's the kind of stuff you set yourself up for, unfortunately, that, you know, you're you're vulnerable because you're in the public eye, and someone could use this cause, this great cause, not, you know, and I'm not discounting the, the hundreds and thousands of women who have, you know, cases against their abusers who have stood up, the millions upon, you know, probably hundreds of millions who have dealt with the subtle sexism and misogyny in every waking moment with every, you know, offhand comment, wolf whistle, glare. I, I, I'm 100% behind that. But it's, it's that sliver of a percent that uses it as revenge, um, you know, Patty Hearst calling... Chloe Dykstra, a bunny boiler, a reference to, to that crazy bitch Glenn Close in um, Fatal... In... No. Fatal Attraction. So I always get that one confused with Basic Instinct. Fatal Attraction. I mean... It, it's, it, it, it sickens me that that situation can happen. As well as, you know, on, on a purely gender non-specific side, uh, the whole thing with James Gunn and Guardians of the Galaxy 3 where he got fired um, for... Yeah, okay, darkly humored, uh, slightly taboo, off-color jokes. Uh, ten years ago that he had since apologized for, talked about how he'd grown as a person, and that, you know, maybe he shouldn't use shock for shock's sake. But, I mean, to be perfectly honest, you know, when I was in my 20s and I was using shock for shock's uh, sake in a lot of, you know, how I was interacting with the world, what I was, uh, you know, f uh, my spacing at the time... And and then some of my early writing is is very like you're like oh my god this is yeah, and yeah I've grown as a person and you know I think it's just part and parcel of having a dark sense of humor. Obviously they hired him to do the first Guardians of the Galaxy, probably hopefully vetting him and look and going like look he did this movie super with Rain Wilson and Karen uh, uh what is her name Ellen Page, where Ellen Page rapes Rain Wilson. Um there's. He did Tromeo and Juliet, where, you know, Juliet turns into this giant cow creature with a three-foot cock. Like, they had to have known he's made these movies before they hired him to do the initial one, which made, like, half a billion dollars for him. So, you know, and it's not that Disney's fucking innocent by any means. Look at the, you know, Uncle Remus stuff. Look at the Br'er Rabbit versus, you know, meets the Tar Baby. Like, for fuck's sake, how racist is that? So, Disney's not 100% innocent either, and I don't know if they've ever apologized for that. Did they ever take out all of that shit from um, Splash Mountain? I, last time I was there, and this was, you know, 20 years ago, but still, you know, mid-90s, that's the height of liberal PCism. It, you know, all that shit was still there at Splash Mountain, which is the Br'er Rabbit ride, you know? So, and Uncle Remus, uh, he hosted that ride. 20 years ago, I mean, I don't know if they've since taken it out or not, I can't speak to that, but it's the whole people in glass houses, and he's without sin, you know, cast the first stone. That's what I'm saying on, on some of this stuff, and 
Uh, I just kind of wanted to bring to light some of the stuff that's kind of been irritating me with, with the, you know, almost abuse of that every little thing can be taken out of context, that, you know, a soundbite can be used out of context, um, or, or that when someone says something, they, you know, the clickbait version of that is like, well, this person said this person from this person's point of view. And it's like, no, you don't have the whole story. Or maybe that person, you know, they were being sarcastic and, you know, a written interview doesn't have tone of voice. So, you know, I, I, I'm just, bottom line, it's this thing that I, 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 um, heard on, on the Justice League cartoon. And yeah, sometimes I use that for a moral compass to deal with it. But at one point, Green Lantern and Hawkgirl are talking, and, you know, they say, you know, believe half of what you see and none of what you hear. And I'm willing to say that in terms of innocent until proven guilty or just taking everything with a grain of salt until evidence and a case is built, not just, you know, the the roiling bandwagon of public opinion, um, that, that herd mentality to, to jump to, to one side or the other in something wait for everything to come out before because who knows you could be rooting for some just batshit crazy person um who's who's in the wrong and accusing someone uh because of some delusional slight um like i said i'm not discounting the other women who are well within the right to stand up against accusers i'm not saying that but you know be careful you're not lumping in the crazies with everyone else and that's what you're supporting um case by case basis folks so I think I've gotten worked up sufficiently. Um, and uh, so from Damn, Doug's Cute Mental Neuroses, I'm Doug. And from Damn, Doug's Cute Mental Neuroses, these have been my acute mental neuroses, uh, so- sociological, politically aware edition. Good night, Internet. If you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and No Applause, Just the Clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher.